about to hear? What? I can't hear you. Hang on. I'll get a ladder. Okay. Can you hear me now? Good. Uh, why was I yelling? Well, that's uh, because you're all the way up here, hanging from a cliff, right where I left you last time. Don't you remember? Tilda and Quatchmonster were about to go down the water slide, and then suddenly the story stopped? <laughs> and I left you here. For those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, a cliffhanger is what we call uh, in a story when something really exciting is about to happen, like going down a water slide. And instead of telling you about that thing, the storyteller just walks away. <whistles> oh, look, a bird, huh? Isn't that nice? Oh, that's nice. Oh, what? I'm sorry. You wanted to hear the rest of the story? Oh, I see. And now I've got you hooked. And now you're listening. And if the storytellers really mean, like me, they won't immediately tell you what happens. They'll change the subject completely and tell you about something totally different and make you wait. So that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> I'm going to make you wait until the next episode to hear about the water slide. And this episode is going to be about something totally different. But, uh... I hope you'll enjoy it anyways. It's about someone else in Tilda's life and a different monster. How's that for a cliffhanger? Chapter 4. Nina's Story Do you remember Tilda's neighbor, Miss Anita? She's the old woman who lives downstairs and is always staring out her window into the backyard. Well... Her name wasn't always Anita, and of course, she wasn't always old. Miss Anita, or Nina, as she used to be known, grew up in the very same apartment where she lives today, and spent her childhood playing in the same backyard where Tilda met Quatchmonster. One summer, when Nina was a kid, it got so hot that the families of the house joined together to dig a huge hole in the backyard and fill it with water. The rest of the summer was a big, wet mess of fun, not just for the children of the house, but the grown-ups and teenagers, the dogs, and the other kids in the neighborhood, and anyone else who happened to be walking by and felt like cooling down. When fall came, the hole transformed into a mud pit, perfect for sludge pies, muck fights, and any other sloppy games the kids could think up. In winter, it became a shimmering ice rink. In spring, they planted flowers around its edges. And where was Nina during all this? Well, she was watching, mostly. Unlike Tilda, who loves to play wild games with other kids, Nina had been taught to stay quiet. Not that she liked being quiet. Actually, from the very beginning, Nina had a lot to say. It all started in the kitchen one day when Nina's mother was preparing breakfast. Nina was just a baby, so plain old mush was on the menu again. 
When Nina saw her mother dumping dry oats into a pot, she just couldn't take it anymore. So she screamed, No! Nina's mother froze. She couldn't believe her ears. The baby had barely learned to sit up, and now she had just blurted out her first word? Then, innocent little baby Nina said her next two words. Banana, please. It was true. The baby was talking, and she was polite. Nina's mother was still too shocked to respond, so Nina continued talking. Nina want dead banana, mama. Pretty yo-o, sweet, soft, a widow bit brown. Nina want to eat that banana, please, mama, mama, give Nina banana, please. Even though Nina was as sweet and polite as she could be, her mother was terrified. Babies were not supposed to talk, not like that. What would the neighbors think? So Nina's mother did what many grown-ups do when they don't like what a child says. She shushed. Shh! The sound made baby Nina jump. But she soon got used to being shushed and learned to keep her thoughts to herself. As she got older, she withdrew from the other kids, afraid they too wouldn't want to hear what she had to say. Then, one summer day, as she was sitting under the chestnut tree, watching the other kids splashing and laughing in the backyard pool, Nina was so overwhelmed with loneliness that she nearly cried. And that's when she heard a funny sound coming from somewhere above her. <laughs> For some reason, the sound made Nina's heart tickle. She smiled through her sadness and looked up. There, in the tree, two bright golden eyes were blinking at her. Nina gasped, then there was a rustling and the eyes were gone. Now, Nina was not much of a climber, but something told her that she needed to follow the golden eyes. So she climbed a rope ladder hanging from the tree and looked around. Hello? She whispered. Is someone there? There was another rustling sound, and then a yellow and purple figure, about the size of a small dog, scurried around the trunk of the tree and disappeared in the leaves again. Nina's voice was shaking as she started to climb back down the ladder. Okay, I'll just leave you alone then. Wait, a voice blurted. Then the creature emerged from the leaves. A fuzzy, little, yellow and purple... Monkey? Wearing wire-framed glasses? As it creeped closer, Nina could see that it was just as scared of her as she was of it. It's okay, I won't hurt you, she said. The monkey came closer and sniffed her hand. Have you been eating... <laughs> oranges? it asked. Nina nodded. Then the monkey continued... I love oranges, but I hate peeling oranges. It makes your hands all sticky, and it's always way more complicated than I would like it to be. And I also don't like the white stuff on the inside of the orange peel. 
people say it's okay to eat, but I don't really believe that. I think the only part of the orange I actually like is the smell. You know what I mean? Nina nodded. She knew exactly what the monkey meant. Her heart raced. You've got to watch out for the seeds, too, she said. If you swallow one, an orange tree will grow in your stomach. The monkey adjusted its glasses. That's true, but only if you also swallow a bunch of dirt and remember to water the seeds every day. Otherwise, nothing will happen. What's your name? Nina asked. Gabby, the monkey answered. Or Gab. My actual name is Gab Monkey. Someone called me a chatty Cathy once, but I think they were confused. What's your name? The two became fast friends. While the other kids were playing loudly in the water, Nina and Gab Monkey would find a quiet corner where they could sit and discuss all the important topics on their minds, like, where does plastic come from? Where does trash go? Why don't stars have points on them in real life? And what does a thousand actually look like? After a few weeks, these happy times were interrupted by an unexpected guest. Nina and Gabby were having a picnic under the chestnut tree when they heard a whistling coming from a nearby storm drain. A tiny, red, cat-faced thing wearing sunglasses and boots strolled out of the darkness. Hello, greeted the red thing. I hope you don't mind if I join. Uh, just ignore him, said Gab Monkey, looking at Nina over her glasses. Hello, said Nina, not wanting to be rude. Who are you? Me? Why, I'm a voot monster. Nice to meet you. Gab Monkey grabbed Nina by the hand. You really shouldn't talk to him. Don't worry, I'll be on my way in a minute, the voot monster said as he walked over their picnic, tracking mud on the blanket with each step. Can you at least take your boots off? Nina asked. Sure, no problem, the tiny red thing said. Then he resumed whistling as he removed his boots and scraped the mud off right into Gabby's lemonade. Hey, said Nina. You can't do that. She's my friend. Don't get angry, Nina, Gab Monkey pleaded. Yes, no one needs to get angry, the voot monster said, grabbing Gabby's glasses off of her face. The monkey tried to get them back, but without her glasses, she was as good as blind. You give those back, shouted Nina. No problem, the voot monster said then threw the glasses down the storm drain. Oops! Gab Monkey shrieked and scrambled blindly after them. Nina watched as her friend disappeared, groping down the storm drain. Then she looked back at the unwanted guest, sitting in Gabby's place, stuffing the last of her mother's cookies into his mouth. You... you ruined my picnic! she said through clenched teeth. Not much of a picnic, the voot monster said with a mouthful of cookies. More like a snack on a rag, if you ask me. 
A snack on a rag? Nina was suddenly really angry. She stood up and pulled the blanket out from under the voot monster, who tumbled over backwards into the dirt. When he sat up again, he was laughing. And maybe it was just the tears forming in Nina's eyes, but the voot monster appeared to be bigger than before. The very sight of the red thing was now making Nina madder and madder. This monster had scared away her only friend in the world. What's the matter? He grinned. You're not mad, are you? Tears were now streaming down Nina's face. She tried to kick the red thing right in his cat-like face, but he rolled out of the way and flipped up onto his feet. He was now nearly as tall as Nina. Why don't you run home? You can tell your mommy her cookies are a little bit dry. That was the last straw. Nina screamed and threw herself at the giant bully, but he was too fast. He jumped, opened a pair of huge black wings, flew up over the house, and out of sight. In the weeks and months that followed, Nina often thought of that day. Why was the voot monster so mean? Where did he come from? And, most importantly, what had happened to Gabby? because after that day her chatty monkey friend stopped coming to visit. Now an old woman, Miss Anita had buried the painful memory of that day completely. That is, until one afternoon, while looking out her kitchen window, she saw her young neighbor from upstairs playing all by herself in the backyard. Something about the way she was talking to herself, apparently, but with such enthusiasm and joy. You might almost think that she wasn't alone at all. While this scene stirred up memories in Miss Anita, she could have sworn that she saw a small, golden-pink lump of a creature out there playing with Tilda under the very same chestnut tree where she had met her own magical friend so many years ago. That wraps up this episode of Tilda and Quatchmonster. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a rating or review and help us spread the word by telling people about the show. I want to thank Björn Leza for recording and producing. You can check out Björn's German language kids music at flunkmusik.de. If you want to get in touch with us directly, write us an email at quatchmonsterpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening. We hope you join us again soon for the next chapter of the story.